Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to have on this episode, Barbara Bustard. And Barbara is the author of The Art of Healing, a 12-step-by-step meditative art exercise for improved physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. She's an artist and a teaching artist and the founder of Art for Body, Mind, and Soul. So I am really excited to hear more about Barbara, hear more of your story, and um, more about your book and all of the things that you are doing. So if you didn't mind, Barbara, do you mind just sharing more about yourself with us and just, you know, sharing, um, you know, more about what brought you to this space today and doing what you're doing? Okay. Well, um, sorry. I, I've always been creative. As a child, I carried around a composition book that I wrote poetry in. I would, um, do all the drawings in the back of the magazine if you're probably too young for that but they used to put these little ads in the back of the magazine you know if you could draw this dog and send it in you may be able to have lessons you know did this I used to do that I used to um, I took a block of wood one time and a screwdriver and hammer and I carved a horse head into it and I just always liked art and it was kind of I guess it's always been my refuge growing up grow as I grew older and as I would be going through things especially the older I got the more it um, was important to me to use art to process and to heal and to get discernment and to get more connected to my higher self and spirit and so as that evolved more and more and more, and I, I've, I, I've been teaching art for many years in different um, venues like Art with the Heart, which uh, provides artists to schools, to after-school programs, um, residential facilities, you know, shelters, things like that. And in summer camps and private lessons and so I've all you know I've been doing art for many years but my thing is that people don't realize and especially when the school started like canceling art and things like that thinking it wasn't important people do not realize how important creativity is for your health when you're creative you are accessing both sides of your brain, you're opening new neural pathways, um, you're improving your memory, 
you're release, releasing endorphins and feel-good hormones. So art helps with, with your mood, with depression. It helps relieve pain because you get into this state where you, you know, feel better and you're not focused on your pain. It helps your mind relax so that you can actually um, get solutions to things sometimes. If you're like constantly like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. If you just let go and even just doodled, just sit and start doodling, you'll get into this Zen state where your mind can relax and it allows your inner knowledge, which is there, the answer is already there. It's coming from your higher self and that can come through and you can hear it, but you can't hear it when you have all that commotion going on in your mind. And, you know, and there's studies that have shown that uh, in hospitals, the amount of pain medication could be reduced significantly when people were involved in creative activities, because for the same reason, it, it takes your mind off of it. It puts you in this Zen state, your, your mind relaxes and you're not focused on the pain. So when I would be teaching and I would do paint nights and things like that, I had an art school for a few years. And people would say, oh, I can't do that. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. Well, guess what? That's good. Because you don't have to draw a straight line with the ruler. The wigglier, the better. Just do it. Just wiggle. Just make a line and just keep making it. Don't, you know, wiggle. It's fine. And um, I tell people, you know, you are a created being. So you have to be have creativity in you. Everybody does. It's just that we... As we grow older, when we're kids, who knows, our teacher might have said, you know, that wasn't very good or you can't draw very well. Somebody might have said something or you're just your own critic. You start to look at what you do and look at what other people do and think yours isn't good enough. But it isn't it isn't the um, the end result is not what matters. The benefit comes just from creating. It doesn't matter what the end result is. It's the process that offers all the benefits. So I always tell people, it doesn't matter. There aren't any rules. You know, if I'm giving you instruction on how, and now I'm not talking about somebody who wants to be a professional artist and has to learn about symmetry and perspective and color theory and all that. I'm not talking about that. But you'd be surprised at the, beautiful work people can create without knowing any of that and having to know any of that just by letting go, just put some color on the paper, draw some lines, whatever it is. And so that became my mission several years back. I would keep saying to people, you know, you can do it. It's important. Just do it. And, and I'll help you and you'll see. And here's the other thing. The more you do it, just like anything else, when you, when a kid goes to play soccer for the first time, they don't know how to do it and they're not very good at it. But the more they do it, the better they get. The same thing happens with creativity. The more you create and access that part of your brain the better you get, the more creative you get, you'll start to get these ideas that you never thought of before. Oh my gosh, I wonder if I could do this, or I, you know, and how would I do that? 
So it's the same as anything else. The more you do it, the better you get. So that's my, my main thing is just to get people to be creative because it's really good for you. I absolutely love that message. And I love that you say everybody has a creative side because um, I'll share a little bit of my personal experience. I grew up believing I had absolutely no creativity. I felt um, like I wanted to be very creative and be able to be like a singer or an artist or, you know, something like that. But I felt like I have no creative bones in my body. So, you know, going through adulthood and that. And so my first really kind of tapping into my creative side was starting to learn graphic design. Uh, you know, because I told myself this, I can't draw, I can't do any of these other things, but I was so drawn to, to teach myself, like to learn graphic design. So I literally taught myself how to use Photoshop first, started making things like flyers. The first ones were terrible, like, you know, clip art, <laughs> putting it on there. But I kept going. Like you said, I, you know, it's the first one stunk. But I kept going and I kept going and I, I learned that I absolutely love it. Like I love to make my own, you know, graphics for social media or like my own workbooks. Like there's nothing happier than I could just dive into, you know, putting together a workbook or something in Canva or just like lose myself in Canva all day, just creating little things. And so that was um, such a way for me to like open myself up to realize like, wait a minute, I am creative. Like I can create these things. Um, then I love that you say like, just doodle because I will sit when I have kind of um, like a project or something that I want to put together. I don't like to necessarily have it on my computer screen. I like to sit down with a blank paper and like a pen and I start writing it out. And I like to kind of like decorate my letters, you know, put little circles on the end, put little flowers in the corner. And it ends up like not just this kind of, um, you know, it's a plan for me. It's an outline for me, but it's also this visual representation of, um, you know, where my mind was going throughout the process. So I just absolutely love this. It also reminds me, I made the note of like bullet journaling. Um, I was kind of thinking of something like that too, as an excellent way to like, um, start tapping into creativity. And that's where you just, you know, have your journal and you literally do that. You're just doodling and writing your thoughts and that's right. Journaling is a very creative process. There's, it isn't just creativity. It isn't just being able to paint and draw and you, the cooking is a creative um, activity. Doodling, writing, um, photography, singing, dancing. There's many ways to be creative. Yep. I love that. My husband will tell me too, I don't have any, you know, creative bone in my body, but I'm currently looking out my window at this. Um, he built this like two story deck on the back of our house that he's in the process of making. And I'm like, um, don't tell me that you're not what do you creative. Call that? Yeah. Like don't tell me that you <laughs> don't have a knack for, you know, like woodworking and like you designed this whole thing from your brain and now it's come to life That's in this large scale project. So I, I love that you bring that up. It shows up. In, in it's total creativity to be able to have an idea and bring it forth. Yes. I love that. You know, it's right. I love that. So um, 
where, you know, for yourself personally, do you have a specific experience? You know, you said you were always creative growing up and doing art, but do you have a specific experience that made you really want to take this kind of a therapeutic route that really like art really got you through an experience or you're like, I have to help people with this? Oh, many, many times, many times as an adult, but my first real, it's really funny. I remember in I was in, I think, just a summer camp at the elementary school. You know, you went for a few hours when I was a kid. And one of the teacher, I think it was in their office, but somehow they, I got to see this potter's wheel and I didn't know what it was. And they explained it to me and I never got that. I didn't get to use it that day, but I knew what it they was told what it did. And I always wanted to do that. And I was probably 10. Well, when my youngest son was like, three or four and could go to preschool. I had never finished my AA degree at that time. All I needed were electives. So, and there was a daycare at the community college. So not daycare, a preschool. So he went to preschool and I took classes to finish my AA and all I needed was electives. So I'm looking through the things and the courses and their ceramics is listed. And to me, as a kid, I used to paint you know, the, it's called, that would be hobby ceramics, where you go paint the molds, like uh, paint your own pottery now, they call it in that. Well, that's hobby ceramics. But to me, that was ceramics. And I'm like, seriously, I get, you get college credits to paint those molded things, you know? And I mean, yes, it's a creative thing, but I thought they give you college credits to do that, you know? And then when I read it, it was really the true ceramics is working in clay, the potter's wheel, hand building, sculpture. Well, I took every class and, you know, I've, I was in love. I had my own uh, ceramic studio for like 20 years. And that was the time that I really got in touch with like the spiritual aspect of creating and the process and the healing, because it was when I would be throwing on the wheel or even hand building, you know, I'd get this idea of some big thing I wanted to make. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But it was like, it just came through me. I was, I was working it, but, and it was just all coming together. And, um, and I often use watercolor when I want to um, process something like going through a divorce, going through um, any like big changes or trying to discern something I need to do or think I need to do or should I do, I would, I meditate and pray. And then I go right from that into like a watercolor tablet and I put images of whatever comes to me. Um, and I write. And so I end up with these pieces that are pretty cool. My house is covered in them because I obviously have to go through a lot of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, they're collages sometimes. They're um, watercolors. They're just paint, abstract. It's whatever. It just You just let the emotion come through. You let the process and you'll get clarity on things. You'll get, you'll heal. And, you know, it's, so I've been doing that um, 
many years now. And one particular time where I, I was, so I was adopted and um, I was in yoga one time and we were doing breath work and the yoga teacher said, this breath is good. When you do it correctly, it sounds like being in your mother's womb. Well, I didn't skip a beat in my mind. I said, well, I was never there. How would I know what that sounds like? And then it caught me right then. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that might be something I need to work on. <laughs> so I was um, I was in spiritual direction at the time. And so I told my spiritual director the story. And she got like really like upset. Well, you don't believe you're a child of God. And I'm like, I mean, I don't believe I'm a child of God. That has nothing to do with this, right? You know, so I'm driving home and I'm really mad. I'm like, how dare she say that in my head? I'm going to go to go. And all of a sudden, the words to Psalm 139 were like just coming through my head. Now, I never memorized any Psalms and I could never tell you what number they were. But I mean, yeah, I was involved in a lot of church things, but I never, you know, if somebody said what Psalm 139, I wouldn't have been able to tell them what it was, except that I knew that was Psalm 139. And it's about, I, I knew you before you were born. I formed you in the womb. And I was like, I get it. It doesn't matter. I was in the womb of God. That was my womb. And so I went home and I meet, and I, I decided while I was driving, I needed to go home and make a ball, a hollow ball. And in, I stamped or wrote those the words on the outside of the ball, you know, fired and painted it and all. And it also, I made little clay beads that went inside. So it actually rattled. And, and that I became what I called meditation balls or prayer balls. And so I would make them often to commemorate like, okay, you realize this and you could just hold the ball when you're meditating or praying. And it also gives you like a focus. So your mind doesn't wander, like you feel this weight. And so you're doing it and all of a sudden you come back because oh, like, you know, it brings your attention back. So that's been a big thing, the meditation balls. And I've done them several times and I've done classes in, you know, church groups or spiritual organizations where we do it, it doesn't, you know, you can adapt it to any religion, any, it doesn't even have to be religion, any thing, you know, any person, it's just about yourself and your connection to your spirit. And when people have died, I've made them for the family. And I put on there, he or she is not where they were before they are now everywhere we are, you know, so I use art all the time as a healing processing thing oh my gosh that's so cool I love that um what I love too is people that have the uh, just the courage to say I'm gonna start creating like you said you didn't really know what you were putting together you just had the idea to put these you know words on this you know ball that you made and then now you you've got this incredibly powerful tool to you know for healing and then also like you said to remind you of um you know what you're releasing what you're you're letting go so it's just incredibly powerful um i 
I was wondering, I picked up on something earlier. You said you use watercolor when you're uh, processing something. Is there a specific reason that you use watercolor? I, I just love it. It's because it's partly because I use liquid watercolor because the colors are extremely vibrant. And I, you know, I like color in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I can just put, even just putting, wetting the paper and then just dropping color on the paper and then watching them all merge together. It's beautiful. And it just is very calming. But the other thing is, you know, if I draw something, I can, it'll still show through, but I don't have to like, I'm not a real meticulous painter. You know, I'm not into the tedium. I mean, I can teach it for my students that, you know, but that's not me. I'm like, we let's just, you know, <laughs> let's just put a lot of color on here. So um, I just love the, I just love watercolor. I don't, I don't know. It's just my thing. And, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing that type of painting, I will have something like maybe a labyrinth I've transferred on there and, or I do a lot of trees and a lot of hands. And so I may, you know, make a image and then um, if I want the image to not, you know, to stand out a lot, then that gets painted with something else. So that, cause the watercolor would all just blend together. So I may use acrylic or permanent marker or something like that to make the image solid. And then I can just cover it with all this color, you know? <laughs> it's so cool. I'm feeling so inspired right now. I'm like, I'm going to grab my kids after this and bust out like our painting and canvases. We bought a bunch of those supplies, um, you know, when we started homeschooling. And so I actually caught my kids just last week, they had busted all the paints out and they like to take the canvases and they take like the small, um, masking tape and they just Mm -hmm. like, they make shapes out of it. And then they color each shape different color. And when it dries, they pull it off and they just, that's like their favorite thing to paint. That's called resist. Yeah. It's great. That's a great thing to do. Oh yeah. So I just think I'm feeling so inspired to like, I want to go create something. Um, do they have, do you have a, a, a spin art? No. You need to go to the $5 store or get a spin art. Spin machine. art. That's a great way to teach color theory. Oh. And the images are, I mean, I'm seeing if I have any spin art hanging around up here. I actually do spin art on my potter's wheel now, so I can do big canvases. But the little spin art machine, they used to have them at the five, what's the five and below for $5. But, you know, you can get them like $20, but whatever. Just, I mean, those you're only going to get like a five by five square. But kids love it because you just, you turn it on and it's the centrifugal force makes the paint all go like this. And you get these really cool designs. But when I would just, when I had my school with the kids for color theory, we would use a spin art machine and they would only get red, yellow, and blue. And first they would make a red one, then they'd make a yellow, and then they'd make a blue. Then they, the next one they put on, they put red and yellow on at the same time. And then parts of their paper were red and yellow and orange. So they found out that red and yellow makes orange. Same thing with the red yellow and blue and blue and red. 
but it's just fun. They'll they'll love it. Get yourself a spin order two or three because you're all going to want one <laughs> so <laughs> at cool. the same time. <laughs> right. I have five boys. They don't like to share. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, get get them all one. So, cool. so hopefully you can find it at the five yeah. and below. <laughs> oh, I love that. Such a cool tip. Um, that's what I was going to say. So somebody who's wanting to start, you know, who they've told themselves they're not creative. They don't want to, you know, try drawing. Do you say just, where do you tell them to start? Get a paper and drawing start? Drawing isn't necessary. That's not. And there are ways that you can make whatever, you can print out a picture that you want to put on a canvas, print it out from your printer, turn it over, take a graphite pencil and rub the whole back of it solid, turn it back over and draw that shape on your canvas that'll act as a transfer and then you've painted it and you don't have to draw it gosh so cool so do you offer tips like these tell us how you work with people okay no workshops and things like that do you offer right now I'm I'm offering mostly the well I do still teach private I teach I have a couple homeschoolers I used to have a whole class of homeschoolers at the school but um I teach homeschoolers and private you know lessons but uh, my main uh, focus for is to do meditative art sessions. So I'll do private or I'll do groups or, like I said, I'll go to any religious, spiritual, whatever organizations, anybody that wants it. Because it's just, you know, you can have a home party of a meditative art and you get a really cool piece at the end and you're relaxed. Right? <laughs> you know. So that's, yeah, I just, but anything, private or group, whatever, lessons. I love that. So you always start, you say, with kind of like a meditation um, session before you go into the art, right? If I'm doing a meditative yeah, art then you do. thing. And we are, I am planning to do a retreat. Oh, cool. um, that's my, when this COVID is over, I will be doing retreats for like weekends, overnight day whatever uh, that's awesome well I would love to know where are we able to find you at online and do you have social media that we can follow you on yes so my website is barbarabuster.com and <clears throat> on Facebook there are several pages but you could either just friend me and then I will send you links to the others invites to like or you can go um, on Facebook search art for the soul or barbara bustard author uh, there's also a photography one and my personal one and then email you can email me at art for body mind and soul at gmail.com and of course on the website there's a contact form so if you just go there you can tell me what you're interested in <laughs> what you'd like to know perfect Perfect. Everything will be linked up in show notes too. So you'll be able to scroll straight down to connect with Barbara. Um, I also wanted to touch on um, your book that you have. It's a called The Art mm -hmm. of Healing, right? I looked it up on, on Amazon the other day and that looks like an incredible book. Will you? Yes. Yes. I see it. I love the, I love the cover of it. Well, do you mind just kind of sharing a little bit more about uh, that with us and just kind of what? Sure. So this it? one is meditative art exercises for improved physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. And each exercise, now you can do it. Um, you don't have to do the meditation because I've done all these 
pretty much all these exercises with my kids too in class, you know, so it can just be an art lesson for homeschoolers or whatever. But um, <clears throat> there's a med there's a little like personal story about the exercise and a meditation. Um, so each one has the exercise and a Im an image. So you get an idea, like here's a prayer flag. Um, there's all kinds of like there's 12 different exercises and it begins telling you about well, a little about me in the intro and then how art actually heals and how you can use the book. And then um, there's a poem that I wrote about the seasons of our life, not related to the seasons of the year, but that we all have spring, summer, fall and winter seasons. And um, I talk a little bit about that. And then in the back of the book, you can actually do the things right in here because I put a page for each exercise. Plus, I have lots of like doodling extra pages at the back so you can use it as a sketchbook. There's a section called draw, doodle, collage, whatever you want to do on those pages. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a great book. I mean, you don't have to be going through depression or issues to do it, but it's great for anybody, I think. And I'm getting ready to do the next one which I believe is gonna be called The Art of Creativity. And just a bunch of, like, I think that might be 25, cause it won't be involved the meditation is just be creative. And it's 25 different exercises to do for all ages, just to create something, to get your creative juices flowing, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, cause sometimes um, I'm just like, I don't know what to create. So I'm, you just showing me the book was, um, I love the, the meditation ball. I was like, oh, I want to create one myself. So I'm very excited to look into your book. <laughs> so I also, you shared with me that you are going to be releasing one that's all about haiku and photography as well, right? Yes, that's my latest book. And, you know, I love photography too. And that is another creative act that will do the same thing for you. I mean, if you just go out and look around us, there's a lot of extraordinary in the ordinary. And that's what I look for and try and photograph. And I was getting up every morning. I have a quiet time in the morning. I either do painted meditation or, well, which is in the book. So we don't have to, yeah. Um, but for a while there, well, I still am. I, I would just be writing these haikus every morning. And so I took a hundred of them and paired them with a photograph and published them in the book. And it's like a daily, you can use that too. You can just read it cover to cover. I mean, there's only what, 17 syllables a page because a haiku is five, seven, five. Um, but you can use it as a meditation, just whatever day, just open it randomly and see what the message is, you know, or what it says. Um, yeah. And they're both available on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. I'll or if you want signed copies, then you have to contact me and I will to send them directly because I can't sign them if you order money. If you Amazon. order money, Amazon, <laughs> right. Awesome. I had wanted to kind of, you know, I picked up on, you said like how art is a healing practice. 
Uh, and I know that you already had kind of touched on that when um, you were sharing more of your story and what it is that you do. But, um, you know, I think we've determined everybody has some creativity in them. Everybody should be expressing their creativity. But like, why is this important for us? Do you think we have this kind of inborn need to create? I almost feel like, yeah. To bring things to form. I think we do. <clears throat> I think we do. And that's why that's how we, like I said, that's how you connect with your higher self, your most authentic self and to become the person you have the potential to be. Because I think that, you know, we're born with everything, a lot of knowledge that we obviously forget as we're born and then become, you know, and grow, but it's in there and you can access it. If you, if you, get your mind into that state of relaxation, get your brain to relax and let it come through. And it just is so good for everybody. I mean, even if you just go to a museum, you'll get the same benefits looking at art as creating. You get them, I think, a little more with the creating itself, the actual process, but you will get benefits just by looking and seeing beauty around you and art. And so that's, you know, that's how it, it, it just helps everybody. And any, it helps kids. It actually helps, um, you know, with kids being in and doing art helps with even social skills and problem solving because you have to figure out how is this gonna work? I mean, kids always get ideas. They want to make something. Well, if they figure out how to make it, they've really tapped into some problem-solving skills. You know, and and again, it helps relieve anxiety if your kid's like really anxious or people, adults, anybody who's anxious. I talk about in here with the doodling. Doodling is a great way to relieve stress and you don't have to have any talent. Just make some crisscross lines on a paper and fill each section with little repetitive strokes because it's the repetitive strokes that get you in that zen state of mind and then you you relax like I'll do that like in a dentist office I get very anxious at the dentist I had terrible childhood experiences so I'm very nervous about dentists but to calm you know just carry a little book with you pull it out and just sit there and doodle while you're waiting. And you'll be surprised. It'll just take your mind off of it. I love those suggestions. I have to say it has been wonderful having you on today. Um, we've got all our information about where we're able to find you. It's been awesome hearing more about your books. I'm really excited to go check that out because I love anything that will like take me through step-by-step. And so I would just love to know, do you kind of have a final message for us or, you know, any um, final tips or anything that you want to share with us? Um, I don't know if I can find it, but I have several. I would say to create every day, the healing and the benefits are in the process. Don't worry about the results. They don't matter. It's the creating. Yeah, I have, here's one haiku in this book, see? That's a painted hand. 
It says create every day. There's healing in the process. Make art just for you. Mm, I love that. Um, I love that you say, don't worry about the results because too often we're like, oh, this isn't good enough. And that stops us from creating altogether. So just, I love that you just throw that out the window. There's, <laughs> there's no mistakes. Whatever you do is fine. And you don't like it, paint over it or change what you were going to do. Just alter it. You know, if you don't like it, that's fine too. Do another one. You know, <laughs> it's like, Yes. Give yourself permission to just be messy and imperfect. I really, that's really what it comes down to. Just give yourself permission to just create and be on the canvas or whatever modality it is. Be that five-year-old kid again, who wants their picture hung on the refrigerator and hang your art up on the refrigerator, hang it on your walls. Yes. Frame it and hang it. I do that with some of my graphic design stuff. (laughs) I've done that. Very cool. So Barbara, I just have to thank you for giving your time for being here today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you and to uh, learn more about you. And yeah, well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Christy It was great. Thank you so much for joining me today for the self project podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.